you got middle fingers, you got suck it, you got ass and hoops everywhere. It... Okay. Speaking of rubbing you the wrong way, doesn't it seem like you have the option of taking some KY jelly or some sandpaper? And you're picking sandpaper. <laughs> chug and plug, chug and plug. <laughs> you never know. The Vader Bomb! The Pearl River Plunge! That's like saying, you know what? Here's a tasty Coca-Cola. You know, I prefer a Shasta. No, you don't prefer a Shasta. You can afford a Shasta. That's why you pick a Shasta over a Coca-Cola. It's the year of Duke and Rogue. I am your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. Kevin Rogue. I was trying to bring that back. Bring like a like a special one. Kevin Rogue. That's a little demonic. Maybe not that. Maybe not that way. You don't want to scare Go away lighter. the kids. Right. Go lighter with it. Like, hey, folks, I'm Kevin Rogue. I mean, sure. NPR. Sounds, sounds pleasant. NPR. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Rogue here in beautiful Minnesota. That works. It works. Okay. I mean, we can do it. We can do any one you want to do. Or I can just do the regular. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Rogue. That'll do. Today, we are going to take a preview at series number two, where we will be covering the WWF. From WrestleMania 13 to WrestleMania 14, we'll be covering 1997 to 1998. This is the, the beginning of the Attitude Era. We got Austin 316 running wild. We got all sorts of dissension in the ranks with guys like Brett the Hitman Hart, Shawn Michaels. And we have uh, we got a bunch of new gangs. There's a lot of gangs. There's a lot of gangs. You, you forgot one thing that I'm really looking forward to throughout this series that we record. Got a lot of sucking it. Right, right. A whole lot of sucking it. There's a whole lot of sucking going on. <laughs> that was me doing Jesse James like a remix. All right. It's kind of a theme for like this you could, year. You could, you could redo it like Weird Al. I mean, like, Spend my suck working hard on the go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would re, would do different word. Like I, 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 it's it's just I'm not I'm not I wasn't prepared for it. I just I was thinking about it. So fair enough. The hand on the clock keeps sucking too slow. Your hand don't do any sucking. <laughs> Up here it does, buddy boy. Up here it does. <laughs> <laughs> So for our preview episode, we are going to sort of take a shot in the dark with some predictions for the year with the best and worst in several categories. And without further ado, let's get into it. So we're going to start off with best and worst new guy. This should, this should be one that is going to be a little bit trickier than the last series. 
Yeah, there's a lot of repackaging happening during this time. Yes. So my first instinct was to put Kane because yeah. longest lasting, most important new character, right? Absolutely. Yep. But uh, Mr. Glenn Jacobs, he wasn't he wasn't a new guy. He'd been paying his dues in the dentist office, you know, in the in the Mack truck as fake diesel. Right. Right. Good so point. I didn't I, think about that at all. I just went, yeah, you're right. Kane, best new guy. So I guess, yeah, let's just, you know, go with that then. Um, I'd say like true new guy, probably Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Ken Shamrock does sound like he would be, he'd be right. I, I one in one a, and I'm thinking that there's probably going to be a guy that pops out that we're like, ah, oh, forgot about him. He was, he was great, but I don't think that there's anybody that was introduced character wise that had a more impactful run than Kane in this next uh, set of set of episodes that we'll be doing. Right. I mean, maybe Aguila, <laughs> maybe the Latin lover. Maybe, maybe Max mini Max mini. He's got to run. Yeah. yeah. All, so, all fair options. They're all on the table. That is for sure. And like I had mentioned, there's a bunch of repackagings happening. One of the one of the more strange ones is the Sultan, which is a good buddy Rikishi Fatu. Repackaged as a Sultan. He doesn't last like too long. I like, I like the Sultan. I'm all right with the Sultan. Sultan's all right. He, uh, he's featured in, I believe, in WrestleMania 13. I think he kind of falls off the, the grid after that. But most of these guys have been around for a while in one form or another. That's true. That's true. What about Flash Funk? See, that's one of those guys. Right. I mean, as a character, sure. I wouldn't put him as the best. Okay. I wasn't that's a big fair. I wasn't a big fan of his outfit. You don't like his outfit at all, huh? I mean, that sweet hat. He had a sweet hat. He had this really like big, long, weird look, like almost Carmen San Diego type hat. I thought that was always cool. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh on the funker. Right. What do you think of a Flash Funk Terry Funk tag team? They they had a weren't they both part of the job squad? Terry Funk a jobber? Yeah, I might. I might be I might be getting mixed up. I could have swore that Terry Funk spent a minute or two with the job squad, but I, I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. But by the time he was in the job squad, he was back to being too cold Scorpio. So, mm. Right. I guess I'm kind of on the fence about Flash Funk. You did have the Funkettes. I think by the end of the series, I'm going to make you a full-fledged Funk fan. We'll see about that. There, cowboy. So as far as worst new guy... I had a little more difficult time with with this one. I mean, we could we could take any of the guys from DOA or Los Bariquas or shit, even the Truth Commission. Right. Those are all new guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you could throw them all in the bin and I guess pick pick a guy out at random, I suppose. Unless you got somebody who stuck out as a particularly awful new guy no i think that's going to be definitely one that'll surprise us i think that'll be one where we we completely pushed how bad that person was way back out of our minds so that'll be one that, that that'll that'll probably surprise us but going into it 
prediction, worst new guy, Kurgan. Because Kurgan, even after the Truth Commission was gone, he stuck around and he was never very he was never very good. He was like a smaller version of the giant Gonzalez, but they moved and they had the boat. The, well, they, Kurgan had a better work rate by far. Nobody had as bad a work rate as Gonzalez, but I think Kurgan will end up being the worst new guy. It's a bold prediction. Once again, we are shooting in the dark with our predictions here. We have not watched these shows yet, and this is going to be quite a series. I believe there's 14 shows to get through. 14, baby. So this ought to be fun. So next up, we got the best and worst quote. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. We already mentioned this. Best quote. Suck it. Suck it's gonna be a hard quote to beat. Right. There's, there's, it's <laughs> gonna be a hard I, like we will have Jerry Lawler and JR on commentary for, for a lot of the I think all of it. And so Jerry Lawler's going to have some gems he's going to have some good some good zingers but suck it man suck it is one of those things that it lives forever it does it does like even now i can i can i can do a couple of chops and tell you to suck it and it's still impactful mm-hmm. you have friends come over you're like hey man how you doing suck it you go to church hey reverend suck it <laughs> right you go to court hello your honor suck it like it, it's it's still and depending on the reverend and the judge he might look back at you and go ha suck it <laughs> <laughs> i mean if he's down with it right if he, yeah. he might have two words for you <laughs> right. right this uh this is one of the one of the one of the quotes that has withstood the, the test of time It's still as relevant today as it was back 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And there are others. That's just my pick. We got, you know, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. I'm I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's uttered quite a few times. Um, As far as worst quote, you want to take a shot in the dark here. (laughs) Boy, that's a good, I think without actually getting into them, it's hard to pick what could be or potentially be like the worst quote. Like you remember the different, like you remember the things from this time period because you enjoyed them and you look fondly on them when you look back. So it's hard to say like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be the worst. There, I mean, does anything pop out to you? I'm sh- I'm sure McMahon's bound to say something stupid. He is in the booth for a couple of these. Right. Um, I'm, this could have been the this could have been the year that Bulldog was talking about how bizarre he is. I'm not sure. That was no, a, that was that a good was. Bit. Are you talking about the the entrance to the Rumble when he was walking in outside the stadium at the beginning of the Coliseum video? Yep. yep. Where he's going to win because he's bizarre. That's 1995. <laughs> Oh, really? Rumble. Oh, man. All right. I missed that one by a couple of years. Can I can I take a stab at at worst quote here? I'm just I'm just going to shot in the dark. Take your thing that's going to bother me. Something that's going to bother me the most. And I don't know if you call it a quote or not, but simply Ken Shamrock yelling. When he snaps, Ken Shamrock Mm. snaps and he he sees red and he just "Ah!" that's going to bother me. That's that's going to bug me. It's got to be that or when Goldust kind of goes into his 
forever unchained gimmick and he's got fu written on him and stuff like that there's got to be there's going to be something from there i think that that i'm going to end up picking apart but that that's all i really got i mean we got ahmed johnson on the mic for a few of these i'm sure there's going to be something there yeah you just jogged my memory and i've, I've changed it already you're going down is the worst <laughs> all right i think we might have a winner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got suck it. And you're going down. Best and worst quotes of 1997. And they kind of go hand in hand or they're neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You're going down. Suck it. <laughs> Fantastic. Kind of, it kind of gives you a taste of the climate that we're looking at here with. Uh, with the World <laughs> Federation at this time gives you, gives you a taste. I don't know if that's why he was there, but you're going down, suck it. Kind of gives you a taste. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about managers here. There isn't a whole lot of managers, but there's a couple of contenders here for for best and worst manager. For this one, I could flip the coin between China and Paul Bear. They're for both the best. For the best, they're yeah. both they're both quite. I mean, you could you could call China valet if you want, but yeah, uh, she was she she got involved in you know whenever she was around, she got involved. Yes, he was a difference maker. Paul Bear, he's he's the guy who you know orchestrated this big story arc with Undertaker's long lost brother Kane. Mm-hmm. So I mean, take your pick between them two. Um, I think China probably. I think China will end up being the best. Yeah, yeah. You know, outside of that, there's there's a lot of gangs, a lot of tag teams, not a whole lot of straight managers. I don't know if I don't know if Kai and Tai was around this time. I know Mr. Yamaguchi son. He was a he was a manager. Kai and Tai uh, was a little bit later. That's, that's 90. I think that's late 98, I believe. I mean, we got, who else? We got Clarence Mason, Nation Clarence of Domination. Mason. Yep. I was kind of like Clarence Mason. We got uh, the yeah, Jackal. Seemed like the a smart jackal guy. Wasn't very good. I'd probably put the Jackal as the worst. Yeah. Truth, yeah, we'll com- Truth Commission is really cleaning up with these early categories. Yes. So, we think of China and the Jackal. I think those. Are, I think those are the two. Yeah, best and worst. All right. So now we got valets, valet manager. Sometimes interchangeable valets. You know, specifically the the ladies. Um, we got to see a lot more of these during this time as the Attitude Era kicked off. Lots of new faces. I'm gonna. I, I hate to do it here. I'm going to start on the worst. Okay. Sunny. With LOD okay. with LOD 2000. Yeah, but LOD 2000 doesn't kick in until WrestleMania 14. Uh, right. That's at the tail end. It's, it's, that'll be the last episode we do in this series. So how are you going to say that she's the worst when it's the last episode? I mean, that's not fair to her. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe it's a bit harsh. But I mean, up until then, what the heck is she doing? I'm sure she's got a. I'm sure she's doing a lot of stuff. 
I mean, who else we got in the crop here? Sable. I probably put Sable as the best. That's because of her association with Mark Marrow, of course. Mr. Bad himself. Yes. We also have Luna Vachon with the artist formerly known as Gold Dust. Yep. We have, I believe, Jacqueline is in the fray here somewhere. Yeah, she comes on at some point. I think that I would, I'm, I would lean Luna is going to end up being the worst. Mm. And I think that in my, in my memory, Sunny doesn't do a ton of manager work during this time. She's more like a backstage type of uh, personnel. So I think Sable, and again, her, her association with, with the wild man certainly helps the stock there. So I'd probably go Sable best Luna worse. Right. Without, without seeing these episodes, you know, I'm sure we're, I'm sure we're missing somebody, but I, I guess I'd agree. I mean, besides that, we got the Funkettes. I mean, I like the Funkettes. I don't think the Funkettes were around for very long. No, I, I, I think you're right there. Um, and depending on the timeline where gold dust and Marlena split, like I always liked Marlena. I always thought that, that she had a great presence at ringside. So that that's another one in the mix for best. Yeah, I got to agree with that. All right. The commentator section, we got a, we're going to have a lot easier job with this one than with last year's yes. commentators. Cause we got consistency this time around. So I believe the whole year we just got Jr. The King and McMahon. And then, of course, yes, you, as far as I know, of course, you know, we got Hugo Savinovich and Ray Rougeau and the rest of the gang over there. But I mean, I'm not going to throw any flack at them. So no, uh, I don't deserve it. Pretty cut and dry. JR best, McMahon worse. Yep. So yep. move on from there. Uh, sticking with kind of the categories we were going with from last year, there's a lot more celebrities, it seemed, last year, but it's definitely not a lost, not a lost, uh, passion for, for McMahon getting a, Mike Tyson, he got a lot of eyes on the product. Yeah. So I would put him as the best. And, uh, I was trying to think of who else was outside of the wrestling world who made an appearance. I know that Butterbean did. Yes. I didn't much care for that, so I guess. I didn't really care for that Butterbean action either. Uh, Tyson, uh, obviously big, I mean, giant situation there with, with, uh, with Tyson. There was, wasn't there like a, boy, I just, I remember in my head a segment with uh, like a political reporter or something like that talking to The Rock. Does that ring any bells for you? A political reporter talking to The Rock? Yeah. There's so we'll see it. I'm sure, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's somewhere, somewhere in this, in this set of episodes we'll cover. But it's hard to say worse because off the top of my head, I can't remember any of them outside of of Tyson, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Pete Rose. Oh, yeah, Pete Rose. Made an appearance. Got a tombstone. Got a tombstone. WWE Hall of Famer Pete Rose. (laughs) 
All you got to do is take a couple of tombstones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Rose, I believe, made an appearance at the Rumble. Dressed up as the Kansas City Chicken and was tombstoned by Kane. Is that when it was? I thought that the first one was at WrestleMania. Perhaps it was Mania. Yeah. It was one of the two. Right. I guess Mania would probably make more sense. But we'll see. By the time we get there, this is, you know, 12, 13 episodes down the line. Right. All right. Another, another department with pretty slim pickings. We got best and worst interviewer. So we got, I made note of Doc Hendricks. We got mm-hmm. Todd Pettengill. I think Michael Cole's getting him some. Michael Cole's there, yeah. Uh, is Sonny doing stuff? Sonny's doing a lot of stuff. She is in t- the back. She is. Yeah, Sonny is doing stuff all over the place. She's in the back. She's she's in the front. I mean, sure, her face is right up and uh, right up in there. You're gonna see a lot of Sonny. All right. So who are you going with here? For best or for worst? Why not do both? Okay, I'll do them both. I think uh, both, I, I almost said both best and worst was going to be Sonny. I don't think that's that's going to be right. Sonny's going to bother me. I, I can already I can already tell you it's good. She's going to bother me. But Doc Hendricks, don't like him. Don't like him in the role. So I'm going to say Doc's going to be the worst. And I'm probably going to say Sonny's going to be the best. And you might almost think Michael Cole might be in the running for best new guy. Now that I think about it. Yeah. That son of a bitch is still with the company. Yeah. Yeah. I give him some consideration for sure. Yeah. That's some longevity, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's been there forever. Who do you got? What are you swinging? I got, I got Todd Pettengill. It's the best. Pettengill made his debut around the time that we started the first series back in 93. And he was, he was put into a bunch of kind of shit spots in that first series interviewing folks after they get, just got their ass kicked in the ring, you know, that type of stuff. But he also participated in a, uh, at least a fair amount of the, like the video packages for stuff that happened during this time. So it seems like he, you know, there's some, there's some improvement with his game. So just from first glance, I'd give it to him. And yeah, this, the Doc Hendricks character wasn't a fan. So um, I guess, you know, I hate to do it to PS, but I guess I'd put him as the worst as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. And it might change. Who knows? We get into this year and we might be like, damn, Doc Hendricks is really slanging some sweet tees and the wall banners and the, the new the new action figures and all the, you know, Doc Hendricks was always like the salesman. He was mm-hmm. like the pitch man. So he might say something in this season that we grab onto. Like he might be like, oh, you got to chug and plug this. And we're just like, ha, 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 chug and plug, chug and plug. <laughs> <laughs> you never know how it's going to how it's going to turn out. Going into it, I, I think you're right. I think going into it, Doc Henry <laughs> is going to be fucking miserable. But he could say one thing that could change my mind, and I could love him forever. We'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah, absolutely right. And that's the that's the excitement that we're that we're dealing with here. Right. And can hardly hardly contain the, the excitement. This is gonna be a fun yeah. year. <laughs> Just keep keep on chugging and plugging, brother. Just chug and plug. All right, the best and the worst on the mic. So I just went, I just went with my gut here. I got a couple of guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the best. Ahmed Johnson, the worst. There's it's kind of interesting, actually. Uh the way that this year plays out a person could make an argument for the rock as the best and Rocky Maivia as the worst. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, Rocky Maivia was junk on the mic at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Just wasn't, wasn't getting over doing his thing. And then he became the rock and became perhaps the best talker they've ever had. But there's, there's no shortage of guys who like to like to hop on that microphone and, let you know what it's like, but Stone Cold Steve Austin just, I mean, he was the man. So I think that it's definitely between Steve Austin. I mean, you have, you have like some of the greatest that the Federation has ever had all here at this time, right? Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Undertaker, Kane, stone cold i mean this is this is like a dream roster a dream situation and all guys that can do everything so to try and pick like which one's going to be the best out of all of them is a hard task i think that austin is one of the the best to ever touch the mic and i think that him and him and the rock are are neck and neck it's 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 essentially like different like, do you like re- regular chocolate ice cream or do you like dark chocolate ice cream? Do you like regular vanilla or do you like, van- like both are fucking good. So you're not going to be able to pick wrong. Now, if I came out here and I said, you know what? Honky Tonk Man was the best on the mic throughout the year. I could make a case for him to be the best, but he's not there all year. Honky Tonk Man's always going to have a case for the best on the mic. He's, he's fucking wonderful. He's great on the mic, but I think going in, I, I'm more apt to say Steve Austin's going to end up being the best on the mic in the duration of this year. Mm-hmm. Worst on the mic is you're right. Uh, Ahmed Ahmed Johnson was, I mean, he was like a new age ultimate warrior on the mic. He just he didn't make sense. There was a lot of sh- like I remember shit watching him, and I love Ahmed Johnson. I have two Ahmed Johnson figures. Same thing, just needed to have two of them, right? Big Ahmed Johnson guy. He made no sense a lot of the time. And sometimes you just couldn't understand him. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't simply understand. Like, I know at one point he talks about like uh, his, this mama buying tickets for the kids and stuff. And just like promos that went nowhere. I think maybe if he just stuck with, with you're going down, like if that's all he said, he probably would have got over more in his promos. Like if the response was always just, you're going down like if Austin comes out and he's cutting him up and saying Austin 316 it's good to whip your ass and he just responds by looking up and going you're going down leave it at that he might he might have been able to prolong that a little bit more I know his his work at the ring was exciting but it was trash but you're right Ahmed Johnson on the mic it's going to be hard to top how bad he is mm-hmm. 
do you top how bad somebody is or do you undercut how bad somebody is? Probably, you probably go under them. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be hard for somebody else to go under Ahmed Johnson. Right. I can't think of anything of anybody off the top of my head, but again, time Ken will Shamrock. tell. Ken Shamrock might. Psycho Sid. Yeah. Jim, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. The reason they didn't ever give that guy a mic. <laughs> it's because all he did was laugh. In the background. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah, you had mentioned the 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 wealth of talent at this time. And I had I'd forgot how edgy and good Bret Hart was on the mic at this time as well. As far as uh he was outstanding as far as a, a believable pissed off tweener i guess you know he, he's he was definitely right. definitely a heel but we had uh yep. we talked about this a little bit he was a heel but not by traditional values he was a no, heel no so yeah i mean strong morals he was a he was like he was genuinely going for the good guys like he had good ideals and he had a good foundation and he was talking about family values and for some reason, the fans just want to keep on slapping us balls around for no reason. And I know like this year, there's going to be a lot of times we probably, again, talk about how great Bret Hart is so much so that people are going to think that we're from Calgary. We're not, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not, we just, but he is, he is, he's fantastic. And he did cut a lot of fantastic promos. And when you say like he was a tweener, I don't know if he was necessarily a tweener. I think he was just hated in the States but still loved globally. And with a product that is uh, featured in the States, he came across, I mean, when you watched him live, it's like he was the bad guy and he wasn't the bad guy. He kept getting screwed, you know, legitimately screwed. Absolutely. So that'll definitely be one of the highlights of the year. The, the saga of Bret Hart and the, you know, the, the new heart foundation. And then ultimately he, him leaving the company. Yep. So it will segue nice into our best and worst stable or faction. Okay. A good case could be made for DX or the heart foundation. Okay. At this time, I would go with DX just because of how important how important it, it it ultimately was to changing the to shaking things up, I guess. You know what I mean? I understand they, what they, you're saying. They they really ushered in this the DX line of Stone Cold Steve Austin really ushered in this new kind of product, if that makes sense. You know, this mm-hmm. edge edgier kind of product, you know. Yeah. And I think that uh, there's a there's a way to look at it and say without the without the Heart Foundation, there's not going to be a DX. Sure. I mean, wasn't it Bret Hart that said you're nothing but a bunch of degenerates? Yeah, I think that's where that came from. The, so, where the name came from. I so. think so. I'm not I'm not positive, but I know Bret Hart definitely said that line. I think that. 
from a a span of the year, DX will probably end up being the one that's the like the best stable from where it, you know, from where it starts to where it goes. But is is two guys a stable? Two guys and a manager a stable? Oh, they had ravishing Rick for like a shot, maybe two, couple of few weeks, right? Like a true stable is the Heart Foundation. The Degeneration X stable doesn't really start until the night after WrestleMania 14. You know, you got Nation of Domination. That's traditional stable. Stable, yeah. And then we got these gangs, the Bariquas and the DOA that we talked about. We got the Truth Commish. Java Squad shows up eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this... This particular Heart Foundation was stacked. We had yep. Brett, Owen, Bulldog, Pillman, and Neidhart. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's an all-star stable. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. saying it right now. That's the best stable of the year. Worst stable. Truth Commish. Yeah, let's get another vote for the Truth Commish. I so it's hard, like because it with the with the doa they got crush and that that stable never really i was never really too interested in them los boricuas had savio vega who i love you can't put los boricuas up against the harp foundation and say that they're even close you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so it's going to be it's going to be a list going downward and they weren't they weren't as good as the nation so you really end up having like three that are in the running for worse which ends up being the doa the truth commission and the disciples of apocalypse and i'm guessing that we're going to end up saying worse stable is definitely going to be the truth commission yeah it's kind of a take your pick with there's three real good stables and three shitty stables basically yep, yep. and you know an argument could be made for the the nation the nation underwent a, a complete change in who was in the group who was running the group but it was a solid solid uh stable throughout yeah regardless so i mean you got your ron simmons you got your rock vega our our good buddy crush it's pretty stacked pretty stacked stable as well so that brings us to the tag teams I'm going to have to go with the, the New Age Outlaws or my favorite tag team to come out of this, this time period. There's a lot of a lot of kind of middle-of-the-road tag teams. Nobody really stood out as like these are, you know, as far and away better than the competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you got your headbangers. They were fun. I think they were champions for a while, actually. You got your new blackjacks, which I didn't dig, but it's a couple of badasses, so they, you know, they, they'll give you something. Godwins were my worst team. It's not a, not a fan of them. Worse than the blackjacks. The Godwins yeah, had Hillbilly Jim. That's got to put them ahead of the blackjacks. Did the blackjacks have anybody? No, they they were just riding. Uh, I was gonna say they might have had. In my head, they had Dutch Mantel, but I don't think they did. I think it was just those two. I mean, who else do we got during this? Uh, Owen and Bulldog. That was a good team. It was a good team. We're talking 
you know, both those guys are obviously better known as singles competitors. Yes. And they've already been crowned in, in our picks for the best stable. Yes. So, I mean, there wasn't like none of these teams we've mentioned are awful, I guess. You know, I wouldn't, no. I would, yeah, I, I, but uh, they're, yeah, there's a few contenders for bottom of the barrel. At, you know, Godwin's, Blackjacks. I mean, I know you, you, you love Furnace and Lafon. I do. I do. Uh, I've, I mean, they're not, they're not heavenly bodies, of course, but, but I think Furnace and Lafon are going to wow you. I think they're a solid team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're around much this year, but they're a solid team. For me, I think like when you're looking at best, uh, in my mind, looking back, I go the the headbangers or Furnace and Lafon. And so headbangers are going to be there for like, they were just so different. And I still think that they they worked really well as a as a team from my memory. Furnace and Lafon were just straight wrestlers. They were good wrestlers, and they were they worked well as a tag team. I think best for me will probably end up being Furnace and Lafon. I don't think that I'll have the same love for them as I do the bodies. I don't think anybody captures that love for me. Worst tag team, it's gonna be. I, so do you consider Vader and Mankind a team? They were a team. See, I and I really, I didn't, I didn't like them as a team. That was one of those cases where they were, you take two strong ones and you put them together and they become kind of a weak one. I know that they're managed by Paul Bearer when they did work as a team. And I just don't remember how long they acted as a team. And I didn't like them teaming up. I didn't, I, I thought it didn't do either one of them many favors. So I don't think that they're going to be blackjacks bad, but I think that they're going to be in that. They're, they're going to be an honorable, honorable mention on the, on the worst side of things. I think the worst team is going to be the blackjacks. I think the blackjacks mm-hmm. suck. Yeah, I agree. They don't last long. Yeah. Thank God. And then and JBL's on to, on to bigger and better things. Yes, he is. All right, now let's get into. So here's 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 a new category. Best and worst hold. Interesting. Okay. Hold? Like, are you talking an actual hold or just a maneuver? Maneuvers are coming up next, buddy. Okay, so you're talking about an actual hold, kind of because submissions became more and more prevalent at this time. You're looking at submission holds. There's yeah, there's there's quite a few holds to choose from. Just okay. kind of, you know, makes you think a little bit. I it know does make you think a little bit. I know you got your classic sharpshooter, great hold, yes. wonderful hold. Shamrock, he came in and he he brought hell of a submission hold himself, the ankle lock. The ankle lock, yep. Couple of good holds. Anything? Do you have two on two on the list. That was here. <laughs> Makes you think the two of the two holds: the shooter and the, the ankle lock. Hey, that's fair, man. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, I figured I'd throw something new in the mix. See what you yeah. have to say about about holds. Yeah, I, I like I like that you're throwing something new in the mix. Holds a very loose term. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, is the cranium crush still a thing? But it's not. Crush moved on to the heart punch. <laughs> Fucking wicked. That's a wicked <laughs> hold, right? A heart punch. 
Mm-hmm. That was the only hold that uh, that my dad ever told me. Don't don't do that one on any of your buddies. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, don't hold the arm up. And- <laughs> It's like no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't fucking give Duke a heart attack by punching. Him. <laughs> uh, sharpshooter is going to be the best. It, it's going to be the best. I don't know if there's like a like the only other submission move that comes to mind is the ankle lock for this time. I'm just I'm just kind of trying to jog my memory. I'm sure there's a camel clutch by Sultan. Right. Right. Who else? I mean, who else used the submission? We got the mandible claw. Okay, good tug. Mandible claw, yeah. I like the mandible claw too. It's not the sharpshooter, but it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go sharpshooter's the best. Sharpshooter. All right. As far as the worst category goes, I'm I can't think of one off the top of my head, but this is something where I'm sure we're gonna see some we're gonna see some pretty hideous holds. Yeah. So what do you got next? Maneuver? I got maneuver. Okay. And this this is anything but a submission is what you're calling a maneuver. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, and if we're talking Vince McMahon language, this could even include submission holds. Okay. So why don't we just call it best finisher? Okay. Okay. All okay. right. So what do you got for best finisher? You know, yeah. this is uh, this is a sort of a left field choice. Okay. Well, oh, good. I'm I'm excited now. I like when you pick something weird, and I get to fucking I get to I'm gonna rain hellfire down on your pick. <laughs> I'm gonna make you feel gonna make you feel miserable. What do you got? <laughs> this one ain't that good, but uh, Kane's tombstone. Oh God! Kane's <laughs> <laughs> tombstone. Kane's tombstone. What? Canes to okay, Canes out of all the finishers. Chin music, pedigree, fucking stone cold stunner, even going back to the sharpshooter, the dominator. Whatever the fuck Rocky Mayavia chose to do at any given time. And into the rock bottom. And you're like, nope. Uh, we're gonna do a a a tombstone by a different guy, Kane's tombstone. The Vader bomb! <laughs> I forget, well, Vader Bob, is that your, your pick? No, I'm still shitting on your pick. <laughs> All, right. All right. What else you got? What other ones? What other maneuvers are better <laughs> than the, than the, well, let me think here. Let me, let me think of a good one here. Uh, the curtain call. Yeah. How about fucking Undertaker's tombstone? The guy, the actual tombstone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do you justify Kane's tombstone as the best for like going in? You're thinking right now, Kane's tombstone. That's the one that's going to knock your dick off. It just, it just popped into mind. I mean, we got Kane with this legendary debut in the cell. The Pearl River plunge. (laughs) Right now, you're going to tell me that all of the moves that I listed off are not as good as Kane's tombstone. He delivered a different kind of tombstone player. Oh, oh man. All it, was right, little, well, it was a little quicker, a little, you know, a little more devastating of a maneuver. That's just what came to mind, man. I mean, okay. I mean, nothing against your your Pearl River plunge and your dominator and your heart punch and your whatever the hell Savio Vega does and your 
Bulldog Power Slam. Savio's finish. I don't know if Savio was ever booked to win a match. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to think. I don't remember Savio's finish at all. He did that flying crescent kick thing. That was a good, that was a good move. I don't know if that was ever a finisher. Like I said, I don't know if he was ever booked to win a match. So. All right. Tough to say. So you're going Kane's tombstone. I want you to write that down in your notebook right now. Kane's, Kane's tombstone is the best finisher from WrestleMania 13 to WrestleMania 14. Number one with a bullet, Kane's finisher is the best. Got it down. Sweet. So what do you got just, that's better than, than Kane's tombstone? I don't know, man. I could. There's a giant list. I just named off a shitload of them that are better. I'll probably say it's between, for me, it's between the pedigree and the stone cold stunner pedigree was something completely different when it came, when Hunter Elmsley came in and he introduced the pedigree, it was, it was different and was awesome. And throughout the year, he kind of, he, the way that he delivered it didn't really, it didn't change a ton, but it did kind of change the stone cold stunner. Boy, that's a, that's a beautiful looking move. And especially this, I think at this time he wasn't always hitting that, you know, the, the setup, the kick to the gut and then the stunner. Sometimes he was just applying the stunner, which I thought was a cool look too. I think for this year, the best finisher for me, will it'll be the stone cold stunner. Mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that pick. It's no Kane's tombstone though. Yeah, sure. It's not a it's not a <laughs> Kane's tombstone. A Kane's tombstone. You have the Undertaker is there that performs the tombstone, the tombstone that everybody was introduced to. That's like saying, you know what? Here's a tasty Coca-Cola. You know, I prefer a Shasta. No, you don't prefer a Shasta. You can afford a Shasta. That's why you pick a Shasta over a Coca-Cola. Fucking Sam's Choice Tombstone. <laughs> let's let's keep chugging and plugging here. What's the next? What's the next topic? Get me all worked up here. All right, next topic: feud. Oh shit! Did you have anything for worst maneuver? Kane's tombstone. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) we're going with best and worst feud. There's some good ones here. Yes. We have Bret Hart versus, I guess, anybody in his path. Yep. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Even though they, I believe they only wrestled once. And interestingly enough, you don't think of this as the feud of the year, but the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels wrestle, I think, four times. That's pretty damn good. Right. And I think the Undertaker wrestled Mankind like three times as well. But they're not like, they're not these. I mean, at the end of the day, the Undertaker and Michaels is you know because of the feud in their their later years is considered one of the great feuds but i mean at this time you know okay you got steve austin bret hart yep and just like bret hart steve austin you know he had a problem with anybody in his way (laughs) um shoot i mean there's what are you what are you thinking here 
I we got we most got of me says Undertaker Paul Bear. Yeah, but that was in the summer of the year prior. Uh, right, it carried over, I suppose. Right. I mean, you could I guess you could implement because he was still managing mankind when when Taker and Mankind were still going through their their scuffles and their feuds. And then you also had obviously uh Paul Bearer introducing, you know, Kane's alive and all that, and Kane's got this fucking half-assed tombstone finisher that Duke loves. So maybe maybe that pulls into you. I'm not sure. Feud of the year for this. It's hard because it, it it's such a weird time. Because obviously you have Brett and Austin, and then you have Brett and Michaels, and then that ends at Survivor Series. And then we kind of we end up getting introduced to Austin and Michaels. I mm-hmm. think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, best best feud of this year, especially when you watch some of those the Monday Night Raws during this time. That that <laughs> feud was that feud was incredible. So I, best I'm I'm gonna go with with uh, Bret and Shawn. What about uh, Rocky Billy and Jesse James, man? I don't know how long their feud lasted. A couple of months, I believe. All right. I guess we'll see. It could be great. It could be one of the best feuds of the year. We don't know. I mean, I know Honky Tonk was involved, so that that elevates it. Anything involving right, Honky Tonk right out, usually elevates it, yeah. Right out the gate. We got for worse. Worst feud. I mean, the easy way out here is, you know, Low Spreak was DOA. Mm-hmm. This gang bullshit. Well, I don't want to go with that answer, but I'm thinking to myself, is there anything worse than that, really? Right. I mean, Ahmed and the Nation, that had a lot of potential, but that just kind of turned out to be a wash. You know, that's... That's a good, that is, yeah, that's a good thought because Ahmed and the nation, because at a certain point, I remember Ahmed joining the nation. Right. <laughs> hmm. I, worst feud. Can you think of anything, anything else? Like, is there any really like good tag feuds? Nothing, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head there. Who's Goldust feuding with at this time? I mean, just about anybody, really. I know he had. I know, a, he's... I know he had a feud with Brian Pillman. Right yeah. up until the point where Pillman stepped away from the picture. Right. I mean, that was an intriguing angle. It could be. I don't know where you'd put that in here. It's got kind of a sour ending, but. <laughs> I got. Uh, how about? How about? Marvelous Mark and Sable. Ooh. That's t- that's a tasty selection there. I think I'm gonna like worst feud's gonna end up being Marvelous Mark and Sable. Mm. All right, good call there. Now we got heel and face. These are kind of subjective, but I mean things are being shook up so much at this time. Like I said, you can almost a few of these guys you can almost put into both categories just based upon their support from the audience. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um 
I mean, Austin is as over as anybody at this time. Yes. Anti-hero. Right. Face. He's, he's yeah. a face, right. Yeah. A traditional face, you know, kind of a new kind of face, really. Yes. You got, you got your Shawn Michaels, who I he starts off the year. I think he's still – I think he's a face at the beginning of the year, but he turns into a pretty dastardly heel. Um, whenever he plays heel, he – He's he's great. I think I I think I named him my heel of the year for '93-'94. What he did with with DX was, but then again, you know, you start seeing suck it shirts. Everybody's cheering when they come down. So are they? Right. Is he a heel? You know, right? It's it's the the lines here are blurred, maybe more than any other time period in wrestling, as far as who was going to be your heel in your face. And I, it's because they are a new style of heel and or face. It's something completely different, which is, this is going to be a fun year to cover because it is, uh, it's such a big change in the picture of wrestling mm-hmm. in the landscape of wrestling. Yeah. I yep. think that in the, in the States, you would say like best heel has to be Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Right. And the rest of the world best face has to be Bret Hart. Hmm. I think that if you take in the States, best face, probably going to be Shawn Michaels or Steve Austin. The rest of the world, best heel, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Shawn was wiping his ass with the Canadian flag. And I mean... Mm -hmm. Humping the flag. As I say, dry <laughs> hump the son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, talk about some heel work. Sheesh. Yeah. It was an anything goes time. And, and this has been said by multiple sources that Michaels was able to get away with whatever he wanted because of who he was. I don't, I, you know, yeah. there probably wasn't anybody else who could have gotten away with, you know. <laughs> Stuff in his drawers and jumping up in JR's face, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just so much, so much good material. But it's, um, you know, again, I want to say I'm gonna bring up The Rock because The Rock hasn't emerged as a main primetime player yet, right? And I mean, I'll give the guy a break. I, I used he was doing the best he could as a face, but it wasn't working so. He'd be a contender yeah. for worst face. Um, and, you know, best face, talk to me in a couple of years. He's the guy. And, yeah. oh, shit. You know, I was, I know that I think about it. I was doing that. I was doing that backwards. I was saying, like, uh, best, best heel in the States, Bret Hart, best face in the, rest of the world Bret Hart not worse right I was getting my shit crossed all right. up all right I, I, I fucked up just to just to just to clear that up all right I gotta I I'll, I'll make note of that for the, the production team yeah thank you thank you so a couple other characters we should probably cover is I mean shit the Undertaker yes Undertaker is a character like no other, really, but he is a face. Yes. And he's steady throughout the year. He doesn't 
he always gets a reaction. You know, it's not the he, not the didn't inspire the same sort of excitement, if you will, right. that some of the guys we mentioned did. He didn't really need to. I mean, he got a little carried away with it later on down the line, but he didn't really need to do much different to get attention. Right. If, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. He was always one of those characters that was everybody could kind of, if when he was on the heel side of things, everybody was, everybody hated him. When he was on the face side of things, everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. And he could always elevate who he was working with. And you say he didn't, he didn't have that same type of excitement, but if you remember like the Monday night raw where he told Kane, he'd walk right through the pits of hell to, to fight him. And he walked through the lightning. And the oh light. like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there, there yeah. were definitely like when he had those big moments of excitement, they were giant moments of excitement where your, your Austin's you're excited. Cause he was going to show up and he was going to stun people or, you know, DX was going to tell somebody something appalling. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was such a, it was a different kind of excitement surrounding the, the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. One of the, I, I want to touch on uh, Foley quick. Mm-hmm. So Foley is, he, he begins as a heel and on all the transformations that happens, he is might be the most interesting. Yes. By the end of the year, we got, you know, we got dude love has made an appearance. I think dude love is by SummerSlam or yeah, he's and I mean, the dude is a, I believe he's, is the dude a heel or a face? I think he did both. The dude did both. Yeah. So, and then of course we see Cactus Jack and eventually mankind becomes this endearing face figure. Yes, he does. So, I mean, I'm not going to put him on the top of any list, but he's definitely worth mentioning because he was a big, uh, he was a big star during this time, you know, fool's main event and pay-per-views. Well, he was a very complex character when he, when he entered the picture and he became even more complex when he started being able to speak more. And then obviously when they introduced the, 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 the different faces of Foley, he became that much more complex. And it, it is going to be fun to watch kind of how that kind of how that wave rides in, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see because obviously we're going to start, we're going to start the series at WrestleMania 13 and he is still managed by Paul Bearer not very vocal, just kind of screaming mankind. And we're mm. going to see how that kind of transitions all the way to the end of it, because at WrestleMania 14, him and Terry Funk are facing off against the new age outlaws in a, in a goddamn dumpster match. Right. And in between there, <laughs> in between, in between there, we're going to have dude love and you know, we're going to have cactus Jack, but we're, we're going to have mankind. So it's going to be fun to kind of watch how this jumps all over the, uh, all over the place mm-hmm. and how Mick Foley can execute every character. No problem. Mm-hmm. Right, which brings us to the best and worst show. I'm gonna go on I'm going going along with what we were just talking about. Um, this is the year where Mick Foley enters the Rumble three times. Mm-hmm. Just taking a shot in the dark, it's easy to put the Rumble there. Yes, because the Rumble's always good. Right, we we almost have to like disqualify the Rumble because as as like 
like event because, right like yeah. match of the year the rumble right usually right yeah <laughs> you know? yep absolutely um so as far as shows there's at least half of these shows i've never seen before so i can't really speculate on how good they were i i remember the first time i saw wrestlemania 14 so shortly after the ban was lifted at my house (laughs) and i was i was blown away by the product it was such a change from a couple of years prior right and that that really stuck stuck with me as is you know this is kind of a this i know we just came out of the new generation or whatever they want to call it but this is like really a new it's this is a new deal you know it's, it's exciting i mean there is you know main event we got michaels and austin you know right we, right we got, you got, you got we got inferno match with kane and the taker right we got you got middle fingers, you got suck it, you got ass and hoots everywhere. It's it's completely different yeah. than what we just looked at from that WrestleMania 9 to WrestleMania 10. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that one always held a special place in my in my heart for you know, and that's that's an early contender for for best show. I guess every show leading up to that is going to have to uh going to have to do something for me and your memory that kind of sets the sets the bar is what you're saying oh i mean well really there's only there's only like four of these shows which i've seen and if we're going to disqualify the rumble right which then what else we got we got SummerSlam. i remember a couple spots from SummerSlam. we got Mm -hmm. mankind doing the superfly snooker onto onto the game Yep. And we got the, you know, the reignition really of the Michaels and Hart feud when mm-hmm. uh, Michaels is refereeing the main event. Yep. And it costs the taker the uh, the strap. And then the Survivor Series was. Everybody remembers one thing about the Survivor Series. The, you know, the old Scroogey. Yeah. Also, actually, SummerSlam was uh, shoot for. Have we gone over matches yet? Best or worst match? No. I don't think I don't think we've got there yet. But right, um, that was the. Okay, so I'm I'm going with SummerSlam for my worst show, and here's why: right. Stone Cold Steve Austin got his neck broke. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's a pretty good tug. I'm sure that there's going to be a, in your house that is not as good as the SummerSlam, even though Stone Cold Steve Austin got his neck broke. I'm sure there's, there's, there's going to be an in your house in this run. Cause I haven't seen them all either. Uh, well, I might, I might have seen them all since I've had the network, but it's been long enough where I don't remember them all. So I'm guessing that there's going to be an in your house in this run. That's going to be worse than that summer slam mm-hmm. if you're looking at the big like the big four including the you know, the bookends wrestlemania 13 and wrestlemania 14 and you're looking at the king of the ring the summer slam the survivors series uh and the royal rumble i think out of that run even though my favorite match might be on wrestlemania 13 i think the worst event might end up being wrestlemania 13 
if you're looking at just mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the big, the big four, but I know there's, there's going to be an in your house in this run. That's going to be just complete shit. And I have right. read, I've, I've read a lot about, and I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember Canadian stampede being phenomenal. So I, I think that that might rival that WrestleMania 14 for, for event wise. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Cause I don't remember Canadian stampede as much as I remember WrestleMania 14, but I remember really liking it. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm actually looking forward to very much when we get in, when we get, we get into the meat of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that pay-per-view was in Canada and the, it's like the script was flipped. Yeah, it was. I look, I look, I'm looking forward to that one as well, for sure. So we got just a couple of, couple categories left. We got the big ones here, the, 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 uh, match the best and the worst and then we got the best and worst wrestler so there are there there's many contenders for the best match you know you we got austin hart at 13 that's the easy choice yep yep um i mean Although there are there are a number of matches that I remember being great, um, there's only right. probably probably one or two that I can remember almost rivaling this one. This and that would be the first Hell in the Cell, the at In Your House Bad Blood between Michaels and Undertaker when Kane makes his appearance and right. just the. You know that was a that was a great match, first match of its kind in the yes. in the federation. And we got, you know, this terrific storyline that comes out of it. What so, about, uh, what about Taka Michinoku and Aguila? As far as speed goes, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the. I'm looking forward to the the interjection of the lightweights yeah everybody, everybody always talks about how bad the lightweight division was in in the wwf at this time and it was it was obviously their answer to the cruiserweight division and wc right. cruiserweight division was uh, it's it's unbelievable just amazing stuff out of their cruiserweight division but i'm interested to see some of these these light heavyweight matchups yeah you, you can't knock mcmahon for trying at all with uh, some of the different shit he was doing at this time he had the no. he had the small wrestlers they made a yep. few appearances the yep the light heavyweights sweet so we're gonna go your best match of of the series is gonna be taka and Aguila. Uh, i mean that's uh I mean, give me, I mean, give, give it, me, it would be give me something better. I mean, it'd be it'd be out of left field. It'd almost be like picking Kane's tombstone as the best finisher of the year. Shit, I, I hate picking the obvious picks here, but yeah, we, you know, it's can, Austin and Hart. We, we can agree on Austin and Hart. Yeah. Yes. Um, Worst match, you know, what I'm going to say is is it's going to be between Austin and Owen. Yes. Because I, I don't remember, like, the, the ending of it was horrible. It was the worst schoolboy in history, ever, all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't remember the, pre that moment what all transpired. So they could have been having a hell of a match prior to that. The 
screw job match I know is trash. It's a it's a brawl until the screw job. It's not a very it's not a very good match. But I think Owen Austin is probably going to be the worst match. Mm-hmm. From yeah, from what I recall, just from seeing the that moment so many times, I, I bet I bet they were, you know, I bet they were kicking ass because yeah, both of them can go, man. Both of them be, can go because when we got we got to this tombstone after they uh, each of these guys had reversed a hold or two. You know, and and in exchange. So, but as far yeah, as far as the the ending of it, they should have called an audible of some sort. It was it was awful. I mean, just that they finished the match was amazing. But yes, you know, and I mean, I know that we're gonna see some bad ones. I know that we're gonna see some that are gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the ones that we're it. listing off probably by the end of the year aren't going to be close to the worst match. They're, they're going to be they're going to be classics compared to some of these um, right. things we're going to see it in your houses. I'm sure there's a lot of trash in WrestleMania 13. Yep. Um, Trust at, me, the worst the, the worst match is going to come from an in your house. Yeah, it's something we haven't seen. It, it's it's going to be the worst. That we haven't seen. It's going <laughs> to be the worst. All right, so we've made it through our preview and predictions for what's going to be good and what's going to suck for this coming series, taking taking you from WrestleMania 13 to WrestleMania 14. And our final category, best and worst wrestler. This could go a number of ways. Yes. I mean, this is really, if you want to compare, Put it into comparison. If you tuned into our last series, that was Bret Hart's year. This was Stone Cold Steve Austin's year. It was, yeah, it was uh, shaken up in the middle. Yes, and it's it's interesting too because the between Austin, Michaels, Hart. I don't know if Taker had an injury break in there, but the guy, you know, your usual suspects all missed significant time due to injuries. Yeah, they still they still delivered the goods when they needed to. Yep. So, I think I think that you could have na- you could say anybody on that list between Hart Taker, uh, Austin, and Michaels, anyone on that list, and I, I don't think anybody could fault you for it. I I am inclined to say Undertaker because he is there throughout the entire year. And he plays a very vital role throughout the year. So just based almost solely on consistency throughout be you know throughout the year of being there, I think I'm probably inclined to say Undertaker. If you're just going best technical wrestler, I'm inclined to say Bret Hart. So it's it's one of those things where my 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 pick is going to be Undertaker just because he is there all year. There's there's no there's no stopping him, there's no quitting him. He's every show, he's the taker, he's there. Yeah, no, he begins the year by winning the championship at Mania, and then at Mania 14, he, he defeats Kane. Right. So, yeah, you're 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 right about that. Um, they, if you're judging by consistency, he he would be the guy. Like you said, like like Michaels is not the wrong answer either. No. He had matches with all of these guys that that we're talking about. Yep. And they were all good. 
Yes. So your pick was Undertaker. I think Undertaker. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's going to be an Undertaker type year. I get that. I get that feeling. I think that, like I say, he's he's going to be there. And like the other guys were slowed down a little bit for things beyond their control. Like we know that Hart Survivor Series. That's the end of end of his run in this series. That's going to mm-hmm. be the end of it. He's not going to be there throughout. If he's there throughout the thing, it, it might be another Bret Hart year. Michaels is. I mean, he's injured for the good portion of this 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 year. So we're not going to see a ton of a ton of Michaels, uh, as far as I recall, at least, I think he's, I think he's got an, a, one of those nagging injuries through the majority of, of the first half, at least of this, this series, Austin starts lights out, hits SummerSlam, breaks a run. And then he comes back on by boy, when is it? The rumble time rumble area, I think is kind of when he's back. I, I don't recall for sure. Yeah. That, so that, that sounds right. things that they can't control due to things that they can't control, they all kind of have that stop start situation and taker is just there. He's consistent. He's always got pretty decent matches. So it's for me, it's going to be taker. What do you got for worse? Cause I got one and I'm, I'm pissed off that I'm going to say it. I'm not happy about who I'm going to say, but I got one that's going to come to mind. You go first. Worst wrestler. I mean, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same, the easy, pick here's crush he was a highlight of our our worst ofs last time around not not much has changed mm. see yeah we didn't prepare for this so i'm really i'm really thinking here because right? i know that there there are some duds i think that's what i'm going with gonna go with the crusher well, Crusher wasn't around for too long. I'm not. I'm not satisfied going with the Crusher. Just like I wasn't. The, sat, I wasn't satisfied going with the DOA Bariquas for worst feud. You know, it's like so they the almost. Crusher, ju- the Crusher is there from WrestleMania 13 through Survivor Series into the Rumble. I, I don't know if he's still there by the SummerSlam or not, but Crusher's there for a good portion of the year. Like he very well could be your worst wrestler. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say two dams about it. I, I go. Okay. In fact, I I'm starting to talk myself into, into my, talk myself out of my original pick into, into the crush. So who do you got? My original pick was Ahmed Johnson. I can see that. I can see that so, guy. Guy had a few moves. But I can understand. Go go ahead with, with with your explanation there. Big Ahmed Johnson fan. Like I really enjoyed Ahmed Johnson. He had like big, high energy, impactful moves. But now at this this point in my life, I think we're gonna go back and and watching like a lot of the Monday Night Raws that I've watched recently and stuff like that. You watch him in the ring, and you almost you just feel bad for the guy he's wrestling because he looks he looks reckless. And he looks careless, and it looks like he's just trying to get his shit in, and look amazing. And in doing that, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of misses when I'm watching him, and I can't imagine that trend doesn't continue on pay per view. I don't think that he shows up on the pay because we only watch the pay per views in the series, so I don't think like the pay per views come on and he just turns it on and he's he's crisp because he's not crisp in any of the matches I've seen him on Monday Night Raw. So, crush is not good at all, 
but I think Ahmed Johnson's going to be pretty poor to watch this this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was a stiff guy. He didn't it didn't sell much. Didn't sell well. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that pick. And like we mentioned, more is going to be revealed. I'm sure we're going to come across a handful of waste of spaces that we didn't even think of here. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to revisit this when we're done with the year and see how the before yeah. and after kind of kind of panned out. So that's uh, that's about it for our, our best and worst predictions for this upcoming series. Our first episode is going to be WrestleMania 13. Be out pretty soon here, and I mean, is there any other any other items that you want to want to preview? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to talk a little bit more about you picking the tombstone as your uh, the oh Kane's tombstone as your best finish. What do you want to know? Well, isn't I mean, doesn't that feel like to you? Like you're you're standing next to like a Verizon store and a Cricket Wireless store, and you went to Cricket Wireless. No, it doesn't feel like that at all. Doesn't it kind of feel like maybe you had two pairs of denims that you, you you're thinking about wearing for the day, and you had some 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 sweet sweet silver jeans, and you had some Levi's, and you went Levi's. Levi makes a good gene. Okay. Okay. Doesn't it feel like, like maybe you could have worn a pair of sweet, sweet Puma shoes, but you chose to put on a pair of new balance instead. Okay. The cane tombstone. It's quicker. Right. He just rams them down. Whereas the undertaker just kind of eases down to the mat. There's, there's a little more impact with the cane tombstone. I mean, okay. he, he comes out. He what comes. A, okay, so he comes out of bad blood, gives it to the taker. Taker's done. Nobody does that to the taker. Next time I doesn't remember, it feel like doesn't it feel like you're having the option of of eating a filet mignon and. And you're taking some ground chuck. <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I got to stick. Doesn't it stick seem like you have again. the option of Sonny and Nicole Bass and you're going Nicole Bass? <laughs> well, for our cigarette smokers, <laughs> doesn't it seem like you have the option of having camel 99 or a virginia slim and you're taking a virginia slim you really don't like this pick do you it's just it's just no rubbed, i don't, rubbed, I, don't, rubbed I, don't. The wrong way. <laughs> I don't like it at all i don't like yeah. it doesn't okay. we're speaking of rubbing you the wrong way doesn't it seem like you have the <laughs> option of taking some ky jelly or some sandpaper and you're picking sandpaper Okay, so if I modify my pick, is that is that gonna is that gonna get you to stop with these these crazy scenarios? 
Well, in in a certain way, it kind of looks like it kind of seems like you you have the option of taking <laughs> like a seventy inch beautiful high definition TV, and you're taking the sixteen inch floor console. I don't see it that way, man. I don't know how you don't see it that way. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just don't get it. So you went with the pedigree. I'll give that. To, uh, I, I can I can hop on board with the pedigree. Okay. Right, right, right. Still like Kane Stoonstone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what had more impact this year than Kane showing up at Tombstone and The Undertaker? What was more badass this year than that? I just, I don't, I can't really fully. So, all right. Yes. Kane showing up. Kane showing up is impactful. Without the Undertaker there, Kane's not there. Without the Undertaker already having the tombstone, Kane doesn't get a tombstone. You picked the knockoff, buddy boy. You picked the knockoff. Okay. New worst move Owen Hart's tombstone. Boy, but he had this was a pile driver. That's <laughs> all right. That's that all. You're right. That is the worst move of the year. Can't can't argue that, man. Can't argue that one, one bit. All right. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in, and uh, thank you, everybody. And we're looking forward to kicking our series off. Uh, May 13. Go to Twitter, like us, follow us, let us know what we're doing. And we'll catch you next time. See you later, everybody.